Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Let us continue Mishnah's Trumos, Perik Ches, Mishnah Yud, and Mishnah Yud Aleph. And our Mishnah, Mishnah Yud, opens up with a discussion that we started yesterday. In the case there was, you had Truma in a barrel on top of another barrel that was Chulin, and the Chulin was Tameh. And you notice there's a leak that has sprung in the Truma barrel on top, and it's slowly leaking into the Chulin that Tameya, the impure Chulin. And what's going to happen is it once the Truma gets mixed into the Chulin, it's now going to become Truma Tameya, which is prohibited to be consumed. Thus, the entire barrel of Chulin is going to become prohibited to partake in. And therefore, the Mishnah wants to know, can you then go ahead to save your chulin, take a vessel which is impure, a, a tummy vessel, to catch all the truma, and although you will be making the truma tummy be a dying with your own hands, but maybe that's allowed in order to save the chulin. And our Mishnah tells us, Elazar says, no, says Eliezer, you can only, call, you can, you're can you not allowed to cause truma to become tummy be a dying. So our Mishnah opens up, Mishnah Yud, similar case, just like by wine, so too by, so too by olive oil. If you have oil on top in a barrel, which is truma, and oil below, which is chulin, which is tameya, moder be Elazar, that in the event that you know if you run far enough, you can get a Tahar vessel and make it back in time to save, to save at least a uh, quarter load, which is a measurement of oil, and keep a Tahar, then you must do so. But if you cannot do so, you are not allowed to cause the truma to become Tameh, Be'yadayim, you're not allowed to be the cause of it to become Tameh, and therefore you have to let it slowly seep into the Chulin, even though it's going to ruin the Chulin. Now, if you notice, the last three Mishnayas, we kept in the, we opened up with Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Eliezer, how Moda Rabbi Yeshua Rabbi Eliezer, but then, when we actually had the case, we only mentioned Rabbi Eliezer's position that you're never allowed to make truma tummy be a dime. Well, what about Rabbi Yeshua? What would he say? That's our next mission of Yalzev Yalzev Rabbi Yeshua. On these cases, says Rabbi Yeshua, Lo zihuhi truma sh'ani mizar lav milatame elamil achla. Says Rabbi Yeshua, this that one is prohibited from causing truma to become tame, that's not the case in these previous th- Mishnayos. That's not what we're talking about. The prohibition of causing truma to become tame is only truma le'achla, truma that is going to be consumed. But the previous cases, that's not the case. That's not the case. And therefore, one is allowed to, in fact, take a tame vessel and save your truma because it saved your chulin, even though it's causing the truma to become tame because it's inevitable. Since it's inevitable, the truma is going to become tame either way. Therefore, there's no there's no need to, and there's no requirement to save it and re- retain it in tahara in its pure purposes. Ubal, um, so then what's the case where one's not allowed to cause truma to become tame um, exactly with your um, with your biyadayim? When are you forbidden to make truma tamea, Kate And here's a fascinating case, and it's fascinating because we're going to see tomorrow it actually has implications that are far wider and go far beyond just this particular case. How you over muckle and muckle a person is traveling, the Kigros of Truma Yadi is carrying loaves of truma. When a doctor comes up to him and says, Give me one of your loaves and I will make a tummy. If you don't hire any metamic as cool, I'm going to make all of them tummy. Some Russian rush here. Rabbi Eliezer Omer Yitma as cool. The Rabbi Eliezer says the Jew has to say, I, I can't play, play a part in this. You want to make a tummy? That's on you. But I'm not giving you a truma. I'm not handing over a truma kikar to you, a truma love to you, and to be the cause effectively of it coming tummy. If you, and if the consequences of that are going to be you're going to make all them tummy, well, that's out of my hands. That's out of my hands. Uh, my role here is to preserve the things becoming bitahara uh, in the sense that I'm not allowed to make them tummy. And therefore, so long as I'm not making them tummy, 
I can't even hand over one to save all of them. I can't make those calculations. I just have to hold it in my hand, and what happens, happens. And Rabbi Yeshua says, Rabbi Yeshua, Omer, no. You're not allowed to hand over a kikar to a non idolater to make a tummy. That's too much. But you know what you could do? In order to preserve all the other loaves in your hand from becoming tummy, because again, the guy said to you, either you give me one or I'll make them all tummy, you can say to him, okay, fine, here. Instead of handing it to him, put it down on a rock nearby, and then the non this idolater can do what he wants with it. But you don't have to go so far as Rabbi Eliezer to say, I'm not doing anything, and now I'm going to cause them all to become tummy. In fact, Rabbi Yeshua says, no, you have to preserve the um, the all as many kikars as possible in their pure state, and by, by the way you do that is not by handing over one to the, to the idolater, but rather putting it down in a rock next to it. I wish you all a wonderful day.